0: Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I'm here with one evil genius, uh, just the two of us in the booth tonight, to recap a thrilling Cavalier loss, uh, 119-116 in the Milwaukee Bucks, but came back from 20 points down to take the lead in uh, the fourth quarter with with about five minutes left uh, after two consecutive Dwayne Wade three-pointers capped yeah. a 24 to 2 run, uh,
1: and without, all without LeBron James.
0: All without, well, all with LeBron James on the bench. And then it seemed like Lou probably played that lineup a, a possession too long. Uh, you yeah. could tell they were really gassed. And then, uh, a Malcolm Brogdon three kind of broke, broke the, uh, stem the tide for the Bucks.
1: Well, and they had to really work for that, too. That was – I mean, they passed it like five times on that play around the horn, and finally Giannis made a really nice uh, sort of side pass to Brogdon for that corner three. And Wade actually
0: tried to take a foul in there to to just get a stoppage, and and the refs didn't call it. So,
1: Yeah. Um, They didn't call much tonight, although they did – they did call Giannis for two travels, which I was shocked about because they <laughs> yeah. never called Giannis for, for all of his travels. Oh, uh, I
0: missed uh, – the only one I saw was when he took four steps and then kind of was falling out of bounds on the last step. And, yeah. they, and he wanted a foul call, but he didn't get it. I didn't see the other one. but uh, Yeah, they
1: yeah. Ha- they called another one on him on a on a rebound where he traveled before, before the shot and then got his rebound and traveled again before he shot it.
0: You so. know what's funny is he gets away with so many travels – and then I watch. I've seen. I want to say a half a dozen games this year where where uh, Kevin Love just gets phantom travel calls, like yeah. like the ref forgets which foot was his pivot foot and just calls a travel when there was no travel, and, yeah. and then Giannis is just you know out there dancing every play. So
1: I mean, look at as Cavs fans, it's hard to to complain too much because LeBron almost never gets called for traveling and that is true he, he does travel a lot but giannis i think you notice it more on tv because of how long he is and, and, well, and how
0: enormous his feet are and how you know wide his stance is yeah
1: but he's constantly moving his pivot foot like well, i mean it's just
0: that lebron's go to move isn't the spin move whereas giannis's go to move is that spin move oh, back yeah. to the right hand yeah, yep. but I'll totally agree with you. Yeah, that's a good observation.
1: <laughs> but um, but they actually, I mean, up until, for a lot of, for, for big parts of the game, they really, they, they played Giannis well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they unfortunately just didn't cover a lot of the other shooters early on. But until that, I mean, there was very little defense played, especially in transition by the Cavs. Before the fourth quarter. Yeah. The fourth quarter was a clinic compared to the rest of the game.
0: Yeah. So. And unfortunately, the Cavs, uh, you know, there was a 27 24 free throw disparity and it wasn't, it was much more pronounced till the fourth quarter and then the Cavs started kind of beating a path to the line. They got to the bonus. Yeah. Jeff like Green
1: and Tristan nine, Thompson yeah. really started to attack the, attack the rack in that, that fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I counted at least six three free throws for uh, the Bucks that were just absolute garbage. Uh, there was the one at the end of the first half oh my God, where Giannis yeah. just basically threw himself into Korver, who was jumping straight up and got yep. three absolute gift free throws. Then there was another one where Bledsoe drove, fell over, and LeBron literally did not touch him, and he got a foul call. And yep. then there was that Corver quote unquote foul on, uh, Giannis at the end of, uh, regulation or, uh, when, uh, when Giannis got the loose ball and, and made a layup. That, yeah. That was like, there was no foul there either. And, and that loose ball was probably one of the plays of the game is LeBron had a chance at a steal and he just couldn't pick up the ball, went through his legs. Giannis was on the other side of him, got it, got a three point play, and that was,
1: well, and probably anybody other than Giannis isn't getting that because Giannis' arms are so long. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> he really you didn't even have to bend down reach under there. Yeah, <laughs> well, that in his hands are so huge too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's hard. It's hard because it shouldn't have come down to that ultimately. No, no. and you, it's hard to fault LeBron for much, given how yes. he had to pretty much just score all the points tonight along with well, Kevin Love along with Kevin Love who was mysteriously missing from the entire fourth quarter so yeah
0: and that was bizarre because he had like a seventeen, nineteen point first 19 point first half yeah and then he only had two points in the second half and he only got what
1: typically happens unfortunately 15
0: shots it was ridiculous how and he had a huge three as part of the comeback late in the third where he stole a yeah. um he stole a pass from Milwaukee and then pulled up at, at the top of the three point line, just stepped into a shot and drained it. And yeah. then we got a fourth quarter with lots and lots of Jay Crowder who was playing some good defense, but could not hit the broad side of a barn from three. Yeah. And, um, why yeah. Ty Lu did not go offense for defense with Jay Crowder and Kevin Love at the end of that game was, was pretty baffling.
1: Yeah. Um, well, especially when you got Love who's hit it who hit almost fifty percent of his three pointers. Yeah, five for five 11. of eleven. And Crowder was 0 for five. Corver was yeah. unfortunately over four and J.R. Smith was non existent.
0: Yeah, and, and missed and both of
1: the threes he took. So
0: Corver had a couple huge shots uh for three at the end, one from the right corner, one from the top of the key. <laughs> um The first one, the right corner, he was on a ball rotation and he was open and just missed it. And then at the top of the key, it was off an offensive rebound and they kicked it or he stepped into it and it's because somebody tipped it out to him and he should have made them both and he just missed them. And that was pretty much the difference in the game. Um, there there was a lot of just little moments where if the Cavs had capitalized a little better, they would have, uh, they would have had a shot at it. I, I did find Kevin Love's absence. In crunch time, very puzzling, uh, especially since Jay Crowder uh, got thrown to the ground by Giannis on the last uh, defensive rebound for the Bucks, and I felt like Kevin Love would have had that. So yeah, uh,
1: I think I think that's true,
0: or rather <laughs> defensive rebound, and Crowder had a shot at it, and <laughs> yet another uncalled foul on Giannis, and there was a lot. Yeah, of where him, he yanked him to the ground. Yeah, there was a lot of. Called fouls on the Bucks tonight, and oh,
1: there were more than a lot. <laughs> but- yeah, and
0: uh, I think it was uh, Austin Carr said, and uh, who was the other uh, Austin and Fred? Uh, is it Fred? Yeah, Fred. <laughs> Fred and a- Fred and AC. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's um, right. they uh, they were remarking that it was kind of payback for all the calls that the Cavs got the last time they were in uh, Milwaukee. And uh, Jason know. Jason Kidd got fouled or fined after the game.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Mark Davis is always pretty like Mark Davis is like right up there with Tony Brothers in terms of guys that is that he the guy that kicked LeBron out? Uh, no, no that that's a different guy. It yeah. was Cade something or other. But yeah. no, um, in terms of
0: being a homer,
1: yeah, Mark Davis is not not a terrific ref. I mean he he really misses a lot of calls and oh, he's one of those guys calls. that he's one of those guys that doesn't really ever give LeBron calls when he drives. Ah. Uh, yeah, and I mean LeBron went to the line 5 times.
0: Yeah, and, and he was getting hammered, hammered, hammered. <laughs> like and not just on drives, just all over the place. Well, yeah. and how about the one where Tristan rolled and just got smacked? By uh Giannis twice before kind of throwing oh, yeah. up a weak saw so- and then no call and then mm-hmm. the next possession was the Brogdon three that, that gave the uh, Was it the
1: Brogdon three or the Snell three?
0: Uh I'm I'm not sure which. Yeah, Snell hit a big three. Late. Those
1: two were the momentum, yeah. the momentum shifters, really. Yeah, and that's because still- Milwaukee couldn't buy a bucket, and yeah. and those were the, those were the two where you know one in transition and one where they actually shared the ball in the fourth quarter because the Bucks tightened up when yeah, they, you they know did. the Cavs second unit really started to play. I mean, they, they had a taller lineup in, which is why I think. Uh, Lou went with with Tristan yeah. for so so long in the in the fourth too, but with Tristan and Jeff Green and um you know and and Corver and, and in it, at the guard and Wade still in there. I mean they they had a pretty good tall defensive team in yeah minus
0: and Lowe's. and what uh, that Snell three uh, part of the problem with that is the Cavs were gassed a little bit and yep. And that was back uh, after LeBron had gotten back on the floor, but Dwayne Wade didn't get back on defense he was kind of jogging back, and if he'd have been sprinting back, then snow wouldn't have been open because they showed it from the backside angle, and it was it was definitely clear that you know it was wade's Wade should have been there, and he wasn't
1: so yeah but yeah. look it, like yeah. to your point, if there's six gimme points that they got off of off of terrible call free throws and then you know you're you're not going to see too many nights like that with with Korver yeah but he's one for seven oh for four from three and he missed two really big open relative I mean for him anyways open threes um, but they were look give Milwaukee credit on the perimeter they were they yeah. they had they they put ligands on Corver for a while which is what the Cavs used to do when when Kyle was on the was on the Hawks um and uh they they always had somebody either him or Middleton or Brogdon right up in in Corver's shirt and uh they really denied him the ball quite a bit so yeah. you give them credit they took away a big weapon for the Cavs um you know and that's what that's what if if teams are smart. That's what they'll start to do because you, you know if if other guys aren't making them pay, like you know if if Crowder's not going to hit threes or they're not going to have love in the game or they don't have Jr. hitting threes, then or uh,
0: you know the uh, absent chanting Friday night. So
1: yeah, but then you could say the law of averages too. I mean, how often is Dwayne Wade going to hit three, four of six three pointers, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. You know, it, it really came down to the Cavs put themselves they had a they had a good first quarter offensively, but they really in 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 what you haven't seen for a while, they really had a poor defensive second quarter and really end of end of first quarter, into the second quarter.
0: And into the beginning of the third.
1: Yeah, beginning I mean, of they the went third. Down well, by, they they went the down shit. by
0: twenty in the third quarter, so
1: that's true but I mean they were already down what like yeah but they were down th- what 13 at the yeah. half and then Double digits, yeah. and then they they yeah they turned it over twice and gave up seven straight points to open the the second half so yeah and know, this is
0: a team that is you don't want to turn it over against the box no, speaking. So they
1: just run. They just run. I mean, they're the reason that they fear the deer. They just run all the time. And they yeah. had the, the biggest, the most telling side of the game was that the, they outscored the Cavs on fast break points, 24 to three. Yeah.
0: And so LeBron would, with seven turnovers by far leading the Cavs, tried to fit the ball in some yeah. spots that it wasn't going to fit into tonight.
1: I think sometimes they forget how long the Bucks are. Yeah. you know, because that's that's been well. And it seems you know, to
0: take them three quarters to figure it out a lot of times. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But they look the 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 Bucks got were they were they were really hot shooting early. I mean they were making some some really tough threes. They were. I mean Brogdon was four of seven. Snell, the Cavs killer, hit two of six. But you know, Deli hit two of three. Bledsoe had a couple. You know, yeah, they, they were basically
0: they, daring Bledsoe to shoot and he did and and drained him. And he, so, and he made a lot. I mean this, yeah, was, a was, big, three five, this was a big this big game for
1: yeah. So, yeah. Well and he was twenty six points too. Yeah, so. he,
0: he was he was very good. And and I'm sure he wanted to show out against his buddy and fellow uh I mean half the team uh on the Cavs is repped by the same agent he has, so really
1: yeah. tall. So Yeah. Yeah. But, again, give Milwaukee credit. They came in with a game plan to uh, – they they were just going to say, hey, you know what? If we're going to take everybody else away and if LeBron can outscore us, give more power to them. So, yeah, and I just
0: – yeah, like you said, uh, I mean that was a good game plan. I felt like the Cavs could have won. Um, they just
1: – Well, uh, yeah, they were up. They they had yeah. the lead back. I mean, they had well,
0: the, and the, not, the, not only they, that. I mean the they never got the down 20 to begin yeah. with, but they did a lot of little things that were not good ideas. Um Jay Crowder, uh, and the Cavs in general went for too many offensive rebounds or trying to, you know, trying to get the ball from the guy who just rebounded it. And then they'd always have the Bucks would always have numbers after that. And then early in the game a lot of unbalanced possessions where like first half I Dwayne Wade was just awful. <laughs> yeah. In the second quarter, I mean, bad shots, turnovers. Uh, I think Dwayne Wade was probably personally responsible for 10 Milwaukee fast break points. So, yeah.
1: Probably. I, yeah. I mean, he only had two turnovers that he was charged with, but I agree. He yeah. had some he had some bad decisions that, that led to some...
0: Yeah, yeah know, some to... really terrible shots. But he was awesome as part of that awesome unit that went on a 24-2 run. Uh, in the late third, early fourth, oh, yeah. first half of the fourth yeah. quarter. And he stepped into, he was, uh, an, an amazing number four for six from three tonight. which there's been seasons where Dwayne Wade hasn't hit four three pointers. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. uh, his corner three balls really coming around. Um, he hit a couple from the top of the key. He had six points in a row. Um, just off three balls. Oh yeah,
1: two so. yeah, two big two big three pointers. that really put the bucks in, and put the pressure on the bucks. And yeah, look that. But it was it was that, and then it was him because they were all over Corver and giving Wade space to shoot. So he took advantage. And then both, you know, I would say you know Tristan and Jeff Green were both crashing and and attacking the 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 hoop in the way that the Cavs hadn't really done much of the two quarters prior. So um you know, it it it's un it's unfortunate. I mean I'm I'm not super angry about the loss. I I, No either
0: it's just you always look at the things you could have done differently.
1: Of course. And and if I'm sure if LeBron catches that rebound cleanly, they at least have a shot at, at uh winning the game you know, the last shot to win the game. And you know, or if Corver hits that three that he normally does from the top of the key off the curl, then you know, then it's a different it's a different conversation. But Absolutely um, and, and- the, But the good the good thing that, that came out of it was that the that great uh effort by the second unit in the in the fourth quarter because it did two things. One, it it saved <laughs> Tyloo from playing LeBron forty minutes in a losing effort. But it also really seemed to get some some nice cohesion there between those those guys that played, and and it, it showed me that that Tristan isn't you know contrary to popular belief, Tristan's not unplayable. At least not against a team that's built like Milwaukee is where you can, you can actually put him in that second unit and get some really good, some really good results out of it. Cause he, he was effective. He, you know, he had five rebounds, nine points and 18 minutes. And he looked, he looked spry. He looked at, he looked energetic. Um He set some nice screens. He had some, he had some nice perimeter defenses. Um You know, came up with a couple of big offensive rebounds in the fourth. So I, I mean, look, I, I think there's, if nothing else, it tells you that that there's there's some good information there. That, oh that yeah, can...
0: yeah, and there was a lot of griping on the uh, Twitter feed and on the Cavs uh, li or Cavs blog live thread about you know playing Tristan Thompson over uh, Channing Fry, but I didn't think Tristan Thompson had anything to do with the reason that they were behind in those games. I mean, it was. It was the turnovers early and the you know the bad shots and a lot of people will say you know bad spacing causes turnovers. Well, I I just didn't see it. I mean I thought Tristan was playing hard, rebounding, rolling well. Um, they've got to reintegrate these guys. You know they Tristan, have to. Yeah, yeah. Tristan, Tom, the Cavs are not. You're not paying a guy eighteen million dollars a year to not play. Uh, where you know, Channing Fry good player as he's been in this stretch hasn't been able to get a find the floor in the last two finals and in addition tristan thompson still has 50 million dollars left on his contract whereas channing fry has seven so it makes all the no, sense in the world I, I get that. no I get i'm that. just saying it makes all the sense in the world for tristan thompson to be playing
1: you know what i mean like right. long and, and term and Ellie, yeah you have to play well, him
0: but I would say,
1: him. I would say the the you know just a count a slight counter argument to that would be that that Channing does open things up for Corver a little bit more because of his shooting ability. Yeah,
0: yeah but um, Corver did a great job finding TT on the roll a couple times too.
1: So. Of course, no, because yeah. Corver's a smart player. But it, it, it yeah. you know, again, it's the difference between a two point. Two points on the roll versus three points if Corvus shooting well and you know it has space to do it because the gravity of of Fry or Fry's open a couple of times to hit threes when you when you need them. So you know that that's the thing he sacrificed a little bit. But then again, Channing doesn't historically. I was looking at it, historically doesn't have great games against the Bucks because they're so tall and because they're so aggressive. And you know, I mean, I think Channing does better when when he can. You know if he's if he's playing against guys that aren 't quite that um so maybe that factored into it too, but who knows i mean look kevin love had a had a huge game the last time against Milwaukee, and you could arguably say he had a huge game tonight, even though he only played thirty minutes, but he scored twenty one points and shot really well and had and ten had rebounds ten rebounds yeah and four six. and where's this so you know it it's weird that that he couldn't find the floor in the fourth quarter. I get it. I think that was
0: probably Ty Lue's most curious decision of, of the evening Um, in, in a game where, you know, a lot of people were griping about the lineups and then, Oh, all of a sudden the, the lineup, everybody was griping about went on a 24
1: to two run. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and that's look, he probably like, like, I mean, you, you watch these guys out there and they're having success and you don't want to, you don't want to end that. But to your point, which I think is absolutely right. And I, I thought the same thing when I saw it happen. He, he left those guys in uh possession too long. And, you know, after he, he should have swapped everybody, if, if it would have been the or possession at least, before at that. he got LeBron back in. Yeah. But I would have put to, I, like you said, I would have put LeBron and Kevin Love back in because those yeah. guys are clearly gassed. So those guys don't typically play that many straight minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, they, they had all. Um, They'd all done really well, but um, yeah. Again, learning, I'd rather learn things about this team like this uh, in December instead of April or June. So, um, so look, it's a good, it's a good, it was a good, informative experience that hopefully can, you know, is part of helping integrate Tristan as well as. Showing Tyron Lue which some of the combinations that could potentially work when he really needs to to lock things down in the fourth quarter, and um, it was just great. It was just great that they could do something like that and, with LeBron sitting game. on the bench. Yeah, it's it was a a great. Game. It was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was great plays on both sides of the ball. And LeBron with the, I mean, he had some defensive possessions he didn't get back, but three yeah. steals and two blocks, and he should have been credited oh. for three blocks. Cause he yeah. had a couple monsters
1: tonight. He blocked. I felt, I felt for Delhi on the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just, he just,
0: just threw Delhi's shot. Uh, yeah. and well, it looked like he was going to go into the second row. And then, uh, Jose called around, hustled it down through a cross yeah. court behind the back pass to, um, Jay Crowder to save the possession. Uh, and that, that was an awesome play, uh, on the block, but also, uh, on the save by calderon and then yeah. lebron also had a block on middleton on a dunk and then i felt yeah. like he had one more but that he didn't get credit for and then uh jeff green had a monster chase down on yeah he uh, did was it on bledsoe
1: yeah, i think it was yeah. yeah and that i
0: mean it was lebron-esque uh so and and well, of jeff course,
1: green can get up but look jeff green oh yeah Jeff Green was great again tonight. Yeah.
0: Three for five, seven and nine from the free throw line for 13 points and, and, uh, four rebounds. Yeah. Uh, another really nice game. You know, Jeff Green figuring out that he's not a wing and that he's actually, as, as Tom said, a small ball f- power forward is, <laughs> it's a revelation. I mean, he's been yeah. a revelation this year. So, I mean, and how great was, and I don't know if you got to see Sunday's game, but Sunday's game was an awesome game. So many great plays in it. Oh, but yeah. I where, yeah. where LeBron just threaded the needle to Jeff Green, and he did the, the yeah, two-step, cool. just almost the Jordan jam with his <laughs> legs out. It was awesome. He Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a fun week for the Cavs. And in, in a way, this loss, uh, we've been spoiled a little because they won 17-18. Yeah. Um, now 17 of 19 but i mean the cavs have been on a really good run lately and and have been putting in a lot of quality wins so i, I can't really complain about this loss so
1: yeah and and look they got to be they got to make sure they don't get complacent because the bulls are coming to town with this on a six game winning streak and and they've been playing much better since uh, Miritich and Miritich portis mvp the,
0: contract mvp yeah. uh, uh run here
1: Yeah, no, but, but the, him and Portis have both been playing well and obviously they buried the hatchet from their earlier fisticuffs in the locker room. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be, that's not going to be an easy game. I mean, the Cavs should still win it, but, and at least we're back in this, this, uh, pattern where it's, it's, you know, a day off between games. So it's every other day, but, um, and I just read that Steph Curry's not going to be back in time for the, uh, for the the showdown on Christmas Day. Oh, I'm heartbroken. I know. I knew you would be. (laughs) And the Cavs have pretty much from Thursday off until Monday. So I know they're traveling. They're They're going to have have a practice. Have you heard about the wine trip? Yeah, I heard they have like a two-day Napa wine trip. And a lot of these guys are are, uh, connoisseurs. So it sounds like they'll have a good – I guess that's the bowling trip this year. Maybe it's the Napa wine trip. So.
0: They got to do it. I would say the one thing that I've kind of noticed about these, uh, how do I put it, these, um, the fewer back-to-backs, it seems like there's just so many fewer days off now. It's like every other day seems to be the norm, like almost all, you know, 90% of the time. Yeah. And uh, because they don't get two days off in a row because of that. So True. You know, it, it's a double-edged sword, but I mean, it's fun But to be a to fan, be, yeah. but it's, I also, mean, look, look,
1: to be honest, like, like LeBron hasn't missed a game yet. Yeah. I mean, touch wood. I'm touching wood right now, but, yeah. uh, but he hasn't, I mean, Ty's talked about, I mean, at least if you hear, if you believe what, what is said in the media that he's talked about resting LeBron and LeBron, every time he comes to him says, Nope, I'm good. Cause he hasn't had to play on. I yeah. mean, they've had a few back-to-backs, but it hasn't been nearly what it what it was in in the past. So, right? Who knows? Okay. I mean,
0: I think the other thing that you predicted early in the season that LeBron is gunning for that next triple, that next MVP, oh you know, yeah, it has something to do with it. And and right now he's got my lead. I mean the the way he's shooting. Is insane that step back three he had tonight to tie oh, yeah. it up late was just
1: filthy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it well was even like, the first even the first shot he made of the game yeah. over when he on that step back over LeBron uh, over Giannis, uh, Giannis like, yeah, but but that was, was kind of one of those that
0: just. I mean, it kind of toil- uh, went around the toilet bowl and went in. Right. But, uh, but the other one was just like, I mean, it was just nasty. It was, it was yeah. good all the way. I mean, no, been, I mean, not that they weren't both great shots. It's just, yeah.
1: The only weird thing tonight was he, he had zero rebounds until right at the he, end. Until yeah. he checked. Yeah. Right back. And he only got the one, but how, how strange. I, I gotta, I have to look to see when the last time, if ever LeBron didn't have a rebound in a game. So.
0: Yeah, and rebounding was a uh, a definite uh, plus for the Milwaukee. I mean, they were kind of given up on offensive rebounds a little bit, uh, or just having one guy offensive rebound just to get back on defense. And and the Cavs they lost the rebounding battle forty one thirty seven, and still lost the offensive rebounding battle nine to seven. So you know the second chance points uh, were definitely a factor. And yeah. like you said, LeBron not hitting the boards was, was probably part of the, part of the issue. Although one of the things about the way they're playing him now, when he's basically playing the point guard, which he does a lot, even when Calderon's out there, yeah, I mean, he, he stands and directs the offense from 30 feet away because he can just throw those pinpoint passes all over the defense. It's um, true. But he's never going to get an offensive rebound out there either. You know what I mean? No,
1: and No. No. And... But but typically towards the end of the game, he'll play in the paint more and he'll mm-hmm. he'll snag a bunch of those, you know, you notice that like it's it seems like early and late he'll get he usually gets his rebounds. Like yeah. like first first quarters where he's fresh and crashing the glass or fourth quarters when he just wants to take over and get his hands on every ball he can. Those are usually when he, when he really gets his, his, uh, his rebound numbers up. And a big part of that was he didn't play for, he only played what three and a half minutes in the fourth quarter. So typically he, you know, he's, he's either plays a whole fourth quarter or he, he comes in, you know, with eight, eight or nine minutes to go. And he'd certainly have a lot more opportunities for, for boards if that was the case. But yeah, no, you're, but you're right. He does in these, he's been playing a lot more point guard and he's been handling the ball a lot more. So the assist numbers are up, although seven, I mean, still led the team, but you know, yeah, not after, not his after not his usual
0: games <laughs> the previous two.
1: Yeah, this game will do wonders for his scoring average, but not so much for his assisting <laughs> yeah, rebounding. Exactly, average.
0: he's he, he's not. Um, although I did notice uh, the previous couple games. Uh he was definitely rebound hunting when he got close to that triple double and yeah. uh and guys were letting him have it but hey if he's going to crash the boards that hard I I'm, I'm certainly not going to uh complain about it no regardless well, of the reason I think
1: he still so, got I think he's still probably got the record for almost three d- triple doubles in history with the where he comes up just like one, one rebound short, yeah. or one is it short so
0: the base 9 triple double
1: Yeah I can't I can't I can't blame him for for oh, hunting absolutely. a little bit, absolutely, especially because well, he knows, he knows win, that that's too. what got it. Well, he knows that's what got uh, uh, Russ the the MVP last year. Oh, so. absolutely.
0: I mean, and you look at last game. Um, well, let's look at this five game stretch before this game, which was, I mean, pretty phenomenal. He averaged um, twenty six points, eleven rebounds and 13.4 assists <laughs> to go with uh, uh uh 1.6 steals um and the only flaw in his game he was his shooting had kind of dropped down to 30 percent or 31 percent over that over that stretch but that five game stretch was insane yeah. just the level of his all-around play it was it was really and an average plus minus of seven points so yeah yeah
1: no, I, I, I agree. I think it, it was, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, you, you just don't see stretches like that from, from players, especially yeah. not guys that are his size. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, you look at guys like Westbrook and Harden and you say, well, okay, well, I, I see how they can pull that off because, you know, Westbrook can jump out of the gym and, you know, and it's really hard nosed and, you know, and does, and does do a lot of that. You know, hunt. He, I mean, talk about. I mean, it, nobody hunts for rebounds. And, nobody and assists hunts like, for triple like goals in does.
0: general, like West. Yeah, does.
1: yeah, totally. But then Harden. I mean, you know, Harden's half of Harden's points come come at the line from yeah. the from his golden turd routine. So, <laughs> you know, it's Wait, just it, well,
0: yeah, the the golden swisher.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's just it. Like Harden, Harden has the has the the build and the flop game. Down to the point where yeah. I mean, he you know he's gonna he's gonna average ten ten trips to the free throw line a game. Yeah, and if he's and if he's shooting ninety percent, well, guess what? Like, <laughs> he's gonna get nine it's points. Not, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not hard to get to thirty average thirty points a game when you're getting to the line ten times a night on yeah.
0: average. Oh, absolutely. And and the Rockets are really good. And yeah. um, you know, I kind of predicted at the beginning of the season they would be good because. There would just be absolutely no drop off when you know Harden went to the bench, which is what killed them last year. I mean, when Harden was on the bench, they were dreadful last year. Now you've got you know an arguably top five point guard who's been a you know a top ten player in the league bef- you know before the last couple seasons.
1: Well, I give uh, a lot of credit to Chris Paul because I didn't think it was yeah. going to work because of who Chris Paul has been yeah. and had been the last what. Seven eight years with the Clippers, but put him with a guy, Put him with yeah. a, another another All Star that can shoot because Blake couldn't really shoot. I mean, Blake still yeah. can't really shoot, and DeAndre can't shoot. So he really only ever had the the streaky JJ Redick over his, over his term there, or Crawford. But typically, Crawford would come in when CP3 was sitting, so and, and run the offense. So you look at that and you say, well. That's you know it's 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 a just a different it's just a different kind of dynamic, and what Houston did was sneakily really bolster their defense. I think too. I mean, mm-hmm. they've they've got they've got guys that can lock you down now. I mean, Reza oh, always could. Absolutely. And I mean, because Harden, Harden doesn't play good defense, but like CP3 plays good defense, and they had a nice pickup with PJ Tucker who plays good defense. And well, and um, they're a lot
0: like the Cavs in that. When the starters go out, there's absolutely no drop off now. Yeah, you know, they yeah, have got and,
1: Eric Gordon who can bomb away, and you know, I mean, yeah, oh, they've, yeah. Got, they've got they've got got the poor man's Kevin Love and in and, uh, Ryan Anderson. So, you yeah. know, yeah, it's they've got some good young, and Capella's made a nice leap this year too. So, yeah, they're they're looking tough to beat. I mean, I still don't think they're going to get past the the Warriors at the end of the day, but. You never know. I mean, they're they're probably the one team that has a shot at it.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard to say. Kind of depends on. To me, depends on where San Antonio's at with, uh, um, Kawhi and if they make another move. But yeah, I I would say out yeah. west, those are, it's probably I, I those. I don't two.
1: know. I mean, look, I know. I, I'm. I, I mean, I always I'll be the first to say don't don't throw dirt on San Antonio because right. they always seem to come. The dead, no, I just think they, they haven't been that good in the playoffs the last few years. No,
0: and I think Kawhi's got to be healthy, and they're they're still a move away. You know what I mean? But he,
1: well, because Gasol looks done. Yeah, like, pal, pal looks like he's. And by the way, I could see the other his brother going there because he'd be oh, a yeah. nice fit for them.
0: Oh, going to uh, San Antonio? San Antonio? Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad fit, but he's thirty-two. You know and
1: yeah but i like what pow's close to 30 anything Pal's 38, 38
0: 39 yeah so i mean it was only a matter of time yeah <laughs> but you never know he's also a guy that you think he's done and then he comes and kind of turns it around so we shall see yeah you Yeah. Know. I, but yeah, I but mean, like,
1: there's there's definitely guys out there. I could see San Antonio picking up. I mean, the other Gasol, yeah. Miritich could be a good piece for them if they could, pro- you know, I'm sure they could probably get him away from the Bulls because look, I know the Bulls are looking to trade him. So
0: yeah, uh, the weird thing about Miritich is, I believe he has to consent to a trade because
1: I think he I think he consented going to the Spurs. No, well,
0: right, but the reason he has to consent to a trade is because. He's on a 1-year contract but they have his bird rights so any team that gets traded to uh they he would lose his bird rights right. um so they wouldn't be able to re-sign him to a big contract so it may be in his interest to say you know I want to stay with the Bulls and then we can talk about a sign and trade uh in the off season you know if that's something they'd be interested in yeah. you, you know it, it's a way to, for him to get a big contract but yeah I mean We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys out there available at the trade deadline for the Cavs and for other teams. So, uh, we'll see what happens. And the Cavs don't have to wait for the trade deadline to get, uh, one of their best players back, a second team all NBA player. Uh, yeah. Isaiah Thomas. He was out um, there practicing tonight. So I have a question. Yeah. Can, can you get Pliny the Elder?
1: What, beer? <laughs> Aren't you going to owe me a six pack? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't know where I get where where can I get it? I'm
0: just messing with you. No, it's it's like ridiculously hard to get. It's like the hardest one of the hardest beers to get in the US. So, don't sure. worry about it. I'm only teasing. Well, uh, if they
1: have it in LA, I'll, I can try try to pick you up a, a... A sixer.
0: Well, I I'm not sure where you would get it, but w- maybe I'll send an email to Mallory, and yeah, <laughs> and <find> yeah. Out. <laughs> he would know. He would know, or at least he'd named her up who'd have it. So, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll trust your judgment because uh, it's looking like Isaiah Thomas not going to be back till January. Um, a lot of
1: yeah, like, sadly. Sadly, I don't think it's
0: sad so much. A lot of the reports I've heard say he could come back and play right now, but they're just trying to be extra cautious and, you know, get through this Christmas stretch. So, and, and, you know, go with the original timetable. And I got no problem with that. I mean, I'd much rather have him be a hundred percent. So,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, look, I would say, you know, a sneaky good time to, Bringing back could be the, would be the Bulls game, but I don't see that happening just because it's the last home game for a while. Um, and then I could see them, I could see him making an argument to play on Christmas day because they'll have had enough time off. They're going to have a practice in Oakland. Um, they'll have 24 or 36 hours after that to sort of see how he would respond to a full practice, like a full five on five, if that's what Mm -hmm. they decide to do. You know, so if you did that, yeah. Then... But I, I think the other side of that
0: is do you want to work a guy like that in that's just going to be a massive change to how your team plays on probably arguably your biggest regular season game of the year? Well, you know, you'd
1: be, be playing with no Steph Curry because he's already been ruled out for right. that game. I'm just so. saying
0: you, you've got a team that's rolling in a great rhythm right now. Do you really want to change how you're playing in your biggest game of the year? So.
1: Well the flip side flip side of that is isn't that what you want the question you want to answer about IT can well, he be yeah, the, playable against the warriors yeah
0: and with that yeah and yeah and to your point Granted,
1: you got another you got yeah. another chance in cleveland on yeah. on mlk day but yeah that know. might be the one yeah
0: well and to your point uh you know i don't know how much you're going to be able to tell from that without curry there either so
1: yeah true yeah.
0: True, but it's. good. It, it, no. I mean, I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, the Cavs have a pretty good road stretch. Uh, taking on the Lakers. Uh, who else is in that? No,
1: game? not the Lakers yet. No, it's uh, it's Sacramento. I think it's just the just it's Sacramento. Uh, and I think Utah is maybe in that. Mix okay, yeah, too.
0: yeah, and then
1: because uh, I know because I know the L.A. trip isn't until March because I got my tickets for that.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. And I don't know. Did you watch the uh, the Kobe Love Fest last night? Uh... Oh yeah,
1: yeah. It's hard, to, <laughs> it's hard to avoid out here.
0: It was a little ridiculous.
1: Um... I can't believe they. I can't believe they they retired both jerseys because now, <laughs> now it's like what like. No, now you can't. No one can wear eight or 24. I mean, the Lakers yeah. are, are a team that already has a ton of retired numbers. It's going to be like pretty soon guys are going to have to be, you know, wear like, you know, like ampersands or, <laughs> you know, like go to triple digits or something. Zero
0: one. <laughs> all, yeah. the, all the zero numbers will come out. You'll have a Seriously. zero nine.
1: <laughs> Seriously. It's just kind of ridiculous. It's like pick one, dude. You were 24. I mean, yes, you were eight for a lot of it, but you were 24. For, for when people remember you last. So just be twenty four.
0: <laughs> but whatever. Let's him sell twice as many jerseys. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Hey Although you don't see never many you don't see underestimate many the um how easy it is to uh <laughs> to uh sell an extra jersey to a Rube Kobe fan <laughs> that was the <laughs> nicest way I could put it. <laughs> yeah that's funny. That's funny. But yeah, I mean that whole thing was a. It, it was. Uh, did you hear Magic call him the greatest Laker of all time?
1: Oh yeah, and <laughs> He's like the fourth. He's like the maybe the fifth, fourth or the fifth greatest. Well,
0: Laker and then of all time. you know maybe. Well, he said we're talking about the greatest Laker of all time, and maybe he's like saying, "Well, they're all everyone up here is the greatest Laker of all time." Maybe he's saying that. I don't know, but it was, you know, Magic yeah. does have a gift for hyperbole. So,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because by the way, he'd be one of them in front no, of him, and so arguably... would so would Kareem, and so would Wilt, and so would yeah Jerry West. Yeah. So you know, eh, whatever. Yeah, it's it's just all look, I thought it was hilarious that he, he he and his family got up and left when when they went to overtime. He was like, all right, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure Vanessa was like, yeah, we're not staying for the overtime. Kobe." <laughs> and he probably thought, too, like, oh, the Lakers didn't win it in regulation. There's no chance they win it in overtime." Yeah, and
0: they didn't. And unfortunately, yeah. for the for. Uh, Donald, as I've named the uh the Nets pick. I don't know if that's a great
1: not, name. Not can... pyrite. P- I like pyrite. I I feel like bull's gold because it'll never be as good as you think.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. if Pyrite's the right word. I'm I'm I'm. I'm we still got to come up with a name for the Nets pick. I I call them stinky, <laughs> but I don't I don't know if that's that's the right name. I wait. We'll take good
1: can we call it Godot?
0: Waiting for Godot. Oh, I like that. Yeah, let's call it Godot. Wait, and not Gail Godot. No. <laughs> uh, waiting for Godot. I like that.
1: Because that's like the latest thing that, that the the fake news, sports news media is trying to float out there is that the Cavs are unwilling to trade the, the Nets pick, you know, as a failsafe for LeBron. And it's like, well – Guys, like, what is there out there right now to trade for the Nets pick? That's that's anybody's going to be giving up. That's that's going to be worth it. Right. Like, you don't trade. You don't trade the Nets pick unless you've got some great trade for either a a, a transcendent piece or. I mean, if it's not, if it's a, piece, and, and even LeBron, I think would would back this play. Which is, if it's not a piece that's going to help you win a championship this, this year, year, yeah, why would you do it? Well, like, and why I don't would think you,
0: Dan Gilbert wants to trade it for a piece that doesn't pay dividends beyond this year as well. You know, no, they, but I think he could be talked
1: into that. If, if that, well, look, by the way, I would trade it for Paul George. I know a lot of other people wouldn't, but if, if Paul George, if, if I could get a half a year of Paul George and not have to give up Kevin Love for it either and just say it's, you know, it's Tristan and Shumpert and the Nets pick or Derek Rose and the Nets pick for Paul George. I'd do that. I would do that every day and twice on Sunday because. Paul George is at one, and I know you're not high on Paul George, and right I, now he's in a. I don't hate Paul George. I I, just, I know you don't hate. No, I know you don't even hate him. But no, I know, I just, I know My, my whole thing, thing too, about Paul George is like,
0: is he worth it? Yeah. My whole thing about him was on the last year of contract. That's that's the only difference. Sure, if he had
1: three years well, remaining. I'd be all for it. You know. Of course, but yes. at the same time, LeBron wanted him here over the summer, mm-hmm. right? So you're looking if you look at it that way, and you say, okay. Well, they tried to get him anyways, and when they tried to get him the first time it was going to cost them the the it was going to cost them the 4th pick, which is they're, they're going to get from Phoenix, right? And Kevin Love, wasn't that it? Or 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 the 4th pick and Kyrie or something something, yeah, something like, like that that they were going to flip for. So, no matter what it was going to cost you a piece, and he was still only going to be on the last year of his contract. So, he's so he's halfway through a year on half the on the last year of a contract, oh, which where you're like, it's the year, the half a year that doesn't matter. It's the, it's the, the preseason and the, and the, you know, the, the, the early season that no one cares about, right? If you, got, if you right. could pick and up, there's
0: a- literally like three games, three or four games separating the fifth seed in the West and the tenth seed. So sure. it's not as if you know getting to the playoffs is, you know something that's out of, out of sight for most teams in the West right now. I mean, we're still pretty, of course. Early to, you know, no, but
1: I'm, my point is if you're training, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, okay, we can get Paul George on a, on a six month rental or two month rent, whatever it is, you know, and, but that, but those months are enough time to integrate him and have him be that two way player that can help us beat golden state in a finals or Houston in the finals. If they wind up making it, that's worth doing because whatever, because then you've not only do you have that, but you've got if LeBron says, hey, yo, Paul, I'm staying win some more with me. Why wouldn't Paul George stay?
0: Well, I mean, maybe he wants to go to La La Land. So that's well, yeah, but I've, if you look I've heard at that, heard like, that that's also think, a
1: foregone conclusion too that he's going. So I don't know if that's true. I don't and know. And if it's think, true either. And, and, and by the way, the Lakers should hope it's not true because I don't actually think Paul George's is that is that piece that helps them grow the way they want to grow. I don't think they're good enough. They don't have enough good pieces around him. I actually was
0: impressed with the amount of talent from top to bottom that that team has, but they're not good at winning games yet. And
1: which one of those guys do you think is going to be a star? I, any of them?
0: I think Kuzma could be a star.
1: Yeah, but he'll be a shooting star. He can't play defense.
0: Okay, I, I I don't I haven't watched Kuzma enough to know how well he plays defense. I actually think that they've got a lot of nice good pieces. But yeah, they've got a lot. I I'll agree with you. They've got a lot of guys that could be good role players in the right situation. Decent players, I, but they don't. I mean, have look any at the stars. look
1: at the look at the Lakers rebuild and look at the Sixers rebuild. Yeah. Like which rebuild would you rather have right now?
0: Well, I'd rather have the Sixers rebuild. So
1: well, there you go. But but by, and by the way, yes, the Sixers had a had a few more one number one picks because they didn't they didn't yeah. have an aging star that held on for too long in in like they did like the Lakers did with Kobe, which cost them at least a year or two of of rebuild. But at the same time, I mean, they haven't made a ton of great decisions. I don't. I mean, Lonzo Ball is borderline a borderline bust right now at number two, especially because they could have taken Tatum and oh, yeah. and really earned the Celtics at their own game.
0: Well but, and and not just Tatum, there's also Mitchell out there who's just Sure. Uh playing lights out. I mean there's there's quite a few good rookies this year. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. The kid and the kid in uh in Dallas too. I mean there's, yeah. there's a lot well, of these he's guys not
0: playing that great and Dallas stinks on ice.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But he was playing. He was playing better earlier. All I'm yeah. saying is that is that I, I think this this conflated. You could see it last night with the way that they they handled the Kobe thing. It's like with even with Genie Bus out there, like you know, sort of leading this this you know, we're the Lakers and we you know, it's it doesn't mean the same thing that it once did. And I think they've come to the realization. That's why the that's why all the Houston stuff's been floated out there lately too, is because. You know, the it's 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 not that clear cut that LeBron would just jump and and decide to go to L.A. Right? Like it, it they're not that team yet. And right. granted, if both he and Paul George went there, sure, they'd probably be it'd be it'd be them and Houston and and Golden State in some yeah. way, shape, or form in that you know in that. But there's no there's no. There's, there's yeah, but the, the other part of, of that, the finals go yeah. go from go from from, uh, I'd say what ninety percent to about at least yeah to about to about 30 percent yeah, and
0: not you don't have one good team you got to get through you've got at least two and possibly three depending on the way the seating shake out. I mean, say what you want about San Antonio, they're they're a tough out in the playoffs yeah. you know and so if you'd have to go to san antonio houston and golden state in you know if there was four good teams out west that's really tough that's a, that's not an easy road to hoe no <laughs> you know
1: uh, and, i'm just saying like that's yeah. paul george is one is one one of the very few players i would look at right now and say yeah i'd trade the brooklyn pick for him okay, even though so he's what a, who are p- the other
0: ones what uh boogie no,
1: I would not do it for Boogie.
0: And and I know there's been stuff on Twitter and on the on the blog about uh uh Anthony Davis. It's the most ridiculous. Anthony oh. Davis has 3 years left on his contract. Uh, he, New Orleans is not trading him no. this year. They may think about it next year and if he, they don't get anywhere next year, the year after that, the years they're trading him. You know, it's For not, sure.
1: But no, he's not they're not trading him this year. No that, they would have to and 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 for people worried about him going to the Celtics, this literally the Celtic for, for as much as they gave the Cavs for Kyrie Irving, they'd have to double it for Anthony Davis. Oh yeah. Like they'd literally have to give their other their other whatever uh with the Philly pick or the or the mm-hmm. the Nets pick or whatever and they'd That's have their, to give one of their Memphis own <laughs> the one or two of their own plus either Tatum or Brown. You know, plus some other pe like, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. And, and probably Al Horford too. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I totally get Davis is the, is the, will be the feather in the cap of Danny Ainge in a year or two when, when he's got all of the, the pieces in place. But people don't forget that in a year or two, he's going to have to pay Kyrie Irving a bunch of money if he wants yeah. him to stay. And he's going to have to start thinking about the second, the next contract for for Jalen Brown. And, and, and
0: Al Horford and Alan, you know, yeah. all those guys. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's all relative. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's kind of pie in the sky right now. But, yeah, I mean yeah, – And very,
0: I think <laughs> it's going to be – when's the trade deadline this year? I believe that they moved it up to, like, the beginning of February. Yeah, I think it's, like, the second – first or second week of February. Because <laughs> they did it – they wanted it before the All-Star game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because of that debacle last year. Yeah. Where, either way, either yeah. way it's awkward. I mean, yeah. there's no getting around Like it's yeah. just it is what it is, but um but yeah, that's the uh that's that that'll yeah, be I think can start making deals now.
0: January, it's yeah. the the talks to heat up cuz there's still too many teams in contention.
1: Oh, I think you're right. There's too much there's too much um parity right now. I mean, yeah. You know, teams, teams are not out of it by any stretch on, on either. I mean, you could say the Hawks are,
0: yeah. you know, and, and the Mavericks maybe the, and, the Mavericks are, and maybe the but, Kings, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and then, you else. know,
0: you look at the Kings and boy, they got a lot of guys they probably would l- like to move now because they've made really, well, the, the GM that brought all those guys there then left and went to New York. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it, it looked
1: The Bulls are, the Bulls have, after having won six straight are only, what, they're only six and a half games out of, out of the playoffs.
0: (laughs) Six and a half games is a lot of games, but yeah, the way they're playing, it's not. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. And, and this makes me happy because the Cavs pick, um, what did we say? Godot, uh, it, it keeps getting better every, every game. There's a lot of guys, Sacramento won tonight, you know. Yeah, they did. Uh, Atlanta won last night. So yeah. yeah, we're No,
1: these teams are look any any given night, you yeah. know? I mean, it's it's proving what we're seeing is that that some of these teams that the Cavs lost to early on were not as bad as you might have thought. But um doesn't yeah. mean they're good, but they're still were, you know, they they're competent teams. They're they're yeah. young teams and they and and there's a lot of teams that run and gun now. And on any given night, you can There's catch a fire. variants there. God, I hate that word. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> to make no, or right. miss
1: league, eg. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that brilliant, <laughs> the, the the brilliant observation. Just, just, just trying to keep it real. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Um. I know you didn't want a podcast too long tonight. And, uh, we, we kind of beat the game to death. And so we got the nice Cavs road trip coming up and a a little wine. Pretty
1: light before, before January, the meat grinder hits.
0: Yeah. And then we're, uh, you know, January is going to be tough. Look, uh, this Friday and into the weekend for the Cav the annual, uh, Christmas gifts for the cat, the annual Cavalier deer Santa article, which is always (laughs) my favorite of the year to write. And, uh, then on top of that, uh, I don't know. Do you get? Do you want to talk a little Last Jedi, or do you do you want to save it for another podcast? Because I, I I feel as if I need to get on a soapbox.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I have time for that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we can do a condensed version. No, I mean, no, I don't no, want. No. I never I, want to give I, I away a Short short trip. Well, that's I'm, why
0: you do it. And you say spoiler alert. Stop listening now if you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, okay. Well, let's just at least just a just a. I'll give you. Let, let's do like. Two like like a like two minutes each on on what what your your okay. general feeling was.
0: So I'll, I'll give you mine first. So my general feeling was the two greatest institutional failures of the twenty first century are the Iraq invasion and the Last Jedi. <laughs> I think it is the biggest piece of garbage that. There is literally, so you know how the fake baby scene ruined American Sniper? Yep. <laughs> uh, there is literally three scenes that are that bad in The Last Jedi. Uh, and you know, tune out now if you don't want to watch. Uh, there is literally a scene of Luke milking a sea cow, practically going Tom Green on a sea cow, uh, milking these breasts that look very human like and then drinking yeah. the milk on Jedi Island which is green by the way right yeah. i i don't know well or the bottle was green then there's space leia <laughs> <laughs> which was one of the worst scenes I've ever seen where Leia yeah. gets
1: frozen in space and then floats through Guardi- space. Guardians of the galaxy called. They want their set piece back.
0: Well, at least in guardians of the galaxy, it didn't look like the effects were from, you know, a uh, jazzed up episode of Dr. Who uh, yeah. from the seventies where she didn't even move, but she's floating through the air like the flying nun. Um <sighs> And then there's the rebellion secret decoder ring. Um, <laughs> at the it was just I was like, what are we watching? This is so horrible. This is cringeworthy. And, My yeah yeah. I mean, no, there were ahead, ahead. cringeworthy scenes. They ruined all the Lucas editing and framing and cutaway scenes. Um, and basically had characters whose motivations had gone 180 degrees since. We last saw them for no apparent reason. So, and I'm talking about Luke. So, it was just a disaster of epic proportions in 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 my mind. So,
1: all right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, how did you like to play Mrs. Lincoln? Other than that, um, <laughs> no. But uh, here's the thing: I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I will say this, um, just because I work in the business and I and I talk to a lot of people that. Um, I know a lot of people who were involved in making the movies. I I talked to a lot of people who, you know, who watched the movie and and loved it and loved it for what it was. And I I will say this: like, I, I think part of it, part of my disappointment, comes from the absolute, just massive hyping that the critics gave this movie. Um, I I don't feel it. I feel like a lot of them were being disingenuous to their craft of, of being movie critics. I think I'll give you that. They weren't. They weren't really looking at it from a. I think they were looking at it more out of. Oh well, I don't. I won't, I won't say fear, but I will say a, a certain. There's a certain level of like, oh, you know, because it look. There's there's lots of stuff in it that that is uh, nostalgic, you know, and that that and the, the a lot of the effects are and the scenes are pretty great. And you look at it as a as a just as a as a, a piece of entertainment, and you say, oh, that's. There's, there's on a lot of levels it can be very entertaining for a lot of different audiences and you know but I do think there's a certain amount of of pressure that that I'll say that the Disney machine puts on on reviewers because
0: well, and then on top of that fans
1: and fans too but I think that's where the where the rebellion came you when you know the resistance came was from fans that looked at it and said, "Look, I've been told this is the greatest movie since." empire in the series and maybe better than empire. And that's what really kind of got me uh, perturbed because I sat down expecting to be blown away by, cause I, I, I like, I've liked Ryan Johnson's films typically. What in are past, some of the other
0: ones he's done? Well,
1: I like brick, you know, which was oh, a, I did which like brick. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Brick was good. And then brothers bloom was a little uneven, but I still kind of liked it. And then, um, and then he did looper, which I thought other than okay. the bad, the bad, uh, you know, trying to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like Bruce Willis too much. You know, makeup. Other than that, the conceptually was great, and you know, so he's he's made some interesting films, and and I thought, you know, I've written other scripts about that he's written, and so I was expecting. I knew it was going to be different, and I'm okay, I'm okay. With, I mean, I'm less of the, even though I I you know the the original trilogy was can is canon for me i'm willing to like look at other i'm i am I was loving the fact that they expanded the universe and and i i didn't you know even though i knew that that what jj did with with um the the force awakens was was basically just rip off the new hope and just with different characters there was still a there was still an enjoyment of of where because han solo was still kind of han solo and and Leia was still kind of Leia and, you know, Luke was mysterious and you didn't know what was happening. But, you know, and, and the biggest problem is, is something you touched on, which is I'm fine if you want to make a different kind of movie. I'm fine if you want to break the mold and, and not do all the Lucas wipes and, you know, and and recycle the music and all that kind of stuff is fine with me. I don't care. But show me something interesting and different that doesn't basically take a dump on all the stuff that came in the original trilogy right because and i read a read an article today about somebody saying that that this is almost an overreaction by um by ryan johnson and and by association jj and and um and disney and you know and and kathleen kennedy to sort of you know to really kind of like distance themselves from the from the the second trilogy the, the the lucas you know the phantom menace and you know attack of the clones and and uh, uh the uh i always forget the third one the the sith The, the revenge the, of the sith yeah. sith that you know this is no we're different you know we're different from that but the the problem is it just went goes too far because it reduces
0: yeah. well and if you want to do that do that in another trilogy do that in one of these million spin-offs oh, that you're doing or do that yeah.
1: You know, yeah do it, do it in a the the new trilogy these
0: movie – Instead of you know you set your expectations up in episode seven,
1: I would have um, rather yeah. I, would, I would agree with you. I would have rather them just started from whole cloth and not had these characters still be around. Like well, I really wish gave us they all would these have
0: hints of things that were coming. That oh I guess those were red herrings. I mean I yeah. got a I got a lot of like last season of Lost feeling about it, which.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I really hope, I hope for the benefit of them and for the franchise that instead of taking basically a week between, I mean, like somebody, if you really think about it, all this stuff happened in what seems like a week of time, right? Because, Right. right, it's like you pick up right where you left off at the end of the movie with, that's why I think they should have probably not teased Luke at the end of the first movie. Like, they should have just ended it with, like, okay, we're going to go on this quest now to find him, right? Yeah. And then give it some time, you know, yeah. so you have time to to really say in the interim, like, other things have happened, right? Right. And that's the problem. It's, like, hopefully the, the third movie will be – I hope the third movie is sort of, you know, five or ten years in movie time in the future. Yeah. Because I really don't know how they'll pull it off otherwise. So – um. but, yeah, I I – I've only seen it once. I'd I'd hoped to see it a few times by now. I'm gonna probably see it one more time.
0: They probably have. They might have to go that long to wait for the CGI to catch up with uh, replacing
1: (laughs) uh, Carrie Fisher. So, yeah. Although from what I've no, it's scheduled to come out scheduled to come out December of nineteen. So,
0: from what I've read about the machine learning algorithms that are learning how to put people in movies that that's going to come very quickly. So, yeah. Did you hear about the Gail Godot um adult movie? No. Yeah, this is, so there's basically a machine learning algorithm that put Gail Godot on the face of an adult movie star actress throughout the entirety of an adult movie. Um you know, wow. I didn't I didn't see the movie or anything like that, but they say the machine learning algorithms for doing this are are growing our like They're making quantum leaps every year, and that in three, four years, they're going to be able to stitch things into movies, and you're not even going to be able to tell you yeah, know, whether I'm it's a real sure. actor or actress or not. So it's pretty amazing.
1: Well, it makes our jobs easier because we don't have to be actors anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or editors um, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, yeah, to just to to yeah. to put a fine point on it, uh it was it was a, it was unfortunately for me a big disappointment. Yeah. Um and I and I would have kind of chalked it up to be being grumpy old man who still holds on to the the original films uh but I went with my son, he was 18 and and he turned to me afterwards like, "Wow, that was awful." Yeah. And I said, "Well, why didn't you like it?" because I was Expecting to not like it as much as he did, and he's like, and he just said, "Look, he said so much of it was. He I think for him it was just just really didn't like the whole the this whole sort of like cheat of the what they do the, and I don't want to ruin it, but it's sort of the cheat that they do that 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 allow uh, two of the main characters to talk. And, oh yeah, and <laughs> he was just like, I just hated that, and the space he really bomb? didn't. Yeah, and he really didn't like the. The whole, you know, MacGuffin to the, the no, there to was the so casino world, and the, yeah. I mean, he was just like, well, we have to have something for Finn to do, so let's just send him off to this casino world, and where well, nothing. And one,
0: happens. one great thing they did in the original trilogies is you got the sense that they were actually traveling somewhere. You know, there was. Yeah. A time passage, and it wasn't like sure. Game of Thrones where we're oh we're gonna be up at the wall in the next scene rather than you know <laughs> rather, yeah. you know it there was a lot of travel by map, and I felt like there was a lot of travel by map in there, so definitely yeah
1: so without anyway. ge- beating it beating that to death that, that i think we're on the same page it sounds like you you disliked it even well, more than well you I, which... know what's
0: funny is i didn't hate it when i first walked out and then i i spent some time talking with some people and just and reading some stuff and it was like and then i thought about those three scenes that i named and i was
1: yeah just, i mean there was well actually really yeah i actually sad. really liked it i liked it for the first like 20 30 minutes. Well, and the
0: funny thing is, there's a few really good scenes. There's a fight scene, uh, and I know you know the one that I'm talking about, that's fantastic. It's as good of a fight scene as been in a movie in 10 years, sure. You know, and
1: there's a great, and there's a great, I wouldn't say twist, but like a a development that happens that is unlike anything you've ever seen in any Star Wars movie, which is pretty cool, too. But
0: yeah, and and the space scenes are pretty cool although maybe a little drawn out at times but yeah I mean
1: sure the whole movie was drawn out I mean at two two and a half hours plus like it didn't need to be that long and no they could
0: have edited it needed an editor (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like
1: for that for that much time to go by but really not much story happened that's that's uh that's unfortunate so Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Well, thank you, EG. And I know we need to wrap this one up, but, uh, yeah. Cavs, uh, back on Thursday against the Bulls. It'll be the last yep. game till the new year. So, yeah. um, enjoy Cavs fans. And, uh, if we don't see you, uh, have a happy holidays. If, uh, we don't have a podcast before that and, uh, appreciate you guys listening and contributing, uh, this year. And, uh, and it's been a fun year. So thank you and thank you, yeah. EG.
1: Yeah, thank you, Nate. Happy holidays to to all our commenters and staff, and I uh, hope it's a great one this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 2000, 2018. Uh, let's hope it's another Cavs championship. Absolutely. And go Cavs.
1: Go Cavs. Thank you for
0: listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite
1: blogger. There's a fire.